Scotch journey to help you with your next Scotch purchase. I am Drew. I'm Andrew. I'm Sean. And I'm Mark, and I'm always worn out after that intro because I want to dance and just, I want to well, put the logo. holes that in the wall. Awesome, <laughs> Can I point something out real quick before we get started? All four of us are at the bar. What? That deserves a little toast. It's been like six weeks. Hologram. Hologram. It's a hologram. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Ah, so what in the world are you guys drinking? I see. Let's see. Look at there. Hello, 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 Mark. Look at our our boy in uh, Germany. Hoagie's there. Um. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Anyway, I want to see who else. Who's online? Steve, what are you guys drinking? Sound. Uh, Yeah, the sound's great. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. No, he just likes the sound. Yeah. You missed yeah. the intro of Bam Oh, he was James. muted. Oh, damn it, James. <laughs> so James, uh, Steve, isn't he in like Norway or Sweden or Finland or? Uh, I don't know, but scroll all the way up. I don't even know who was here first. All right, all right. So I was. Actually, I put it in first. And of course, I might have been like the sixth or seventh entry. I'm still first. Matt was first this afternoon when I first posted it. Uh, he was there. Jimmy Bob T is H. the first one on it. But technically, Bob H is on tonight. Jimmy T was first. And then no. Bob. And then George. And then, oh, wait, I'm going to go all the way up. For some reason, when, I, when it first posts, after about an hour or two, it resets it. I don't know why, but Matt this uh, morning was actually first. This and morning? It doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, right, this morning. It doesn't matter. It's on. James was in. On. James was in early, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, Bob H. Christopher David's on. Good to see you, sir. We got Chad Adams. All right. Good to see you as well. Uh, James says if he had a log of on 11, I'd be opening it. Yes, I bet you would be. Mayor Peace. <laughs> I love that. Go a little differently. Brandon <laughs> Elliott. Hey, all. Good to see you. So, Moose. Moose Chun is in, everybody. Good to see Moose. Zach Andrews. Charlie Food. Ford. I call him Charlie Food. Charlie um, Food. He's from Germany. I, uh, I'm, I'm looking to see what people are drinking, because tonight's discussion, our wrapping up regions discussion, is a region, and I'm, I'm just looking to see if people are already into that region. Cause Kentucky? <laughs> <laughs> no, Sean, not Kentucky. But the usually, Scotch region when you start drinking in this region, you, you don't go to some other region from this one. This is kind of one you end up on, right? <laughs> right. You just dig yourself a plot, you turn Island. yourself into Pete. Right. So we're going to get to that discussion <laughs> later. but. Uh, before we get into it, I am not on an island whiskey yet because yet. we need to talk about this Teleberdine. But um, so tonight, guys, we are going to get into the this week's review, Teleberdine Sovereign, which yep. is a non-age statement from yep. Teleberdine. Uh, we're going to get into a little bit of scotch in the news. There's not much going on, but there's a few things to talk about. Scotch, uh, Doctor Scotch is going to stop by and see us. Yep. Um, don't know what he's going to talk about. And I, I kind of like it that way. It's always nice to have a surprise. <laughs> and we got a dog patiently waiting for pretzels. We do have Molly Cam have on Molly tonight. Cam Molly does not understand that it is. There. Molly's outside the cam this time. Well, yeah, That's we don't. Right. We don't want to. Yeah. We don't want to get her excited. She, cause I'm not giving her anything. She yet. doesn't like uh, daylight savings time. Yeah, she still thinks it's eleven o'clock already. <laughs> so she she came down about ten minutes before we went live yeah. and was like, "It's pretzel time. What are you guys doing? I'm gonna sit here and stare at you guys, you know, like, and make you feel uh, uncomfortable." You're an hour ahead. Right. <laughs> All right, guys. So let's talk about it for our podcast, guys, listening as well. So tonight we're talking about the first thing up is our Tullerberdine Sovereign, right? So Sovereign. That was actually pretty good. a it's very okay. good dram. It's, a, it's yeah. an inexpensive dram. It's good quality. It's Tullerberdine's, or Tullerberdine, depending on how you pronounce it. Uh, their um, entry level, it's their non-age statement entry level scotch at about $35, $30, dollars a bottle. So it's not expensive. It's all, this is just bourbon maturation. Yeah, but the, th- the key is, that from what I've been looking at the comments online, it's a little bit hard to find. There aren't a lot of these, of this brand around. And if they are, they're the 225, the 228, or 500. This is a little bit more hard. I, I'm kind of curious about that, if they maybe don't push this a lot in, in the American market. Uh, if they go with some different flavor profiles, just because they may be more popular here, probably, um, and and they reserve that for for maybe some other markets. So, uh, but I'm with you guys. I don't I don't see this one very often. That's good. Um, so I, I have seen it on the shelf, I believe, but um, usually it's two two five, two two eight. Occasionally the five hundred, uh, but right. sovereign I, I don't see very much of. At least here in Indiana. Digging into the comments, there was a, a good 
good amount of comments. Um, Tom had mentioned that Benny's has uh, seven different offerings from Tobrin, and I, you know, no surprise there, right? It's Benny's. Of wow. course, they're going to have that. Um, Eric Wade, this, he actually just, uh, visited uh, Teleberdine kind of ad hoc. It wasn't on his list of, of places to visit, and he just made kind of a detour visit and said that uh, he had a lot of good things to say about that, though. So, I mean, interesting uh, comments because he's been there. But um, I, got into, I, got, I got beat up a little bit about uh, a comment about the complexity or lack thereof, but that's all right. I, I mean, good, good conversation, yeah. and I appreciate Stephen Davidson for making the comment. Um, but anyway... A lot of good comments. comments Yeah, Um, and more comments than I expected on this bottle, to be honest with you. Uh Um, Because not like you said. I honestly, I don't, I don't see it. This came from New Jersey, right? Didn't uh, didn't Bob? Bob. Well, and you know what's funny? Even when you see the distillery on like a a whiskey menu when you go out to dinner or something, right? It's it's. I don't think I've ever seen this on a list. Uh No, but I but I have seen the two two five or the two two eight on the list. That is kind of a weird so coincidence, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just not, uh, it's not prevalent. So, Bob, is, is Bob on? Yeah, there he is. Yeah. Hey, Bob, since you're you're on, in the comments, I'm pretty sure you sent us this bottle. Mm-hmm. You'd think I would know that for a fact. But um, why don't you throw in the comments what, you know, the price point in Jersey, what you paid for, where you got it. Did you have to order this online? Did you get it at a local liquor store? He knew a guy. Um, he does. <laughs> and he, if you guys are looking for something, put Bob on the trail. He will find it. Um, but... Pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I think, you know, like, again, for our, our podcast guys listening to this one, the, the, the Tuttle this is a, the, the Sovereign is about as balanced as you can get as a normal scotch kind of flavor. The, this is a nice wood, caramel type of scotch that you want Traditional, to Highland. Traditional Highland, yeah. Yes, very it's, much it's so. Very, and, and it's very affordable. So I think it's a no-brainer. I just think it goes back to our point. Is it's so weird that we don't see it anywhere. Yeah. So it's like... It's I think it I would make a good it. cocktail, honestly. Yeah. I, I really do, which surprises me you don't see it on, on the, some the more bar menus. The about this bottle is the, the label, I mean, the official label on this bottle has imported by Market Street Spirits in New Jersey. So it's not like it's a major, like, global distributor that imported this bottle. I mean, it, the, it's well, not it, like a sticker added to it, the label. It could have been that that... Local, you know, distributor brought some in for a local. That's very distribution. True. It could be, but yeah, I mean, it might not be nationally yeah, distributed. You would think that there would just be like a sticker over this if it was a local thing, but it's peace, not. So. Peace, peace and quiet. <laughs> peace and quiet says, "Yo, what's up, Arizona um, from AZ?" Uh, Bub Matthews is out there. All right, so <laughs> bud, 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 we're not refer- we're not going to re- resort to that. <laughs> Appreciate that though. <laughs> so at the end of the day, guys, it's a good bottle. We should, yeah, you can absolutely. Find it, yeah, find it's, 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 it's worth it. It's worth it. It's a good intro scotch. It's a good mixer scotch. It's it's worth it. It's uh, not one that you're going to be disappointed no, in. You're no. not going to be afraid to hit it uh, and, and be like, oh man, I don't want to kill this bottle. No, I'm going to drink it, and when it's gone, yeah. I'm going to be glad I had it, and it's great. Well, Maybe that, I'll replace. And I'm not going to feel it. guilty because it's thirty five, forty bucks. Exactly. So, yep. Exactly. Yeah, give it a shot. That um, being said. Sovereign. I tell you what, it's going to end up on this bar, you guys. It'll end up being a real good uh, oh, opener absolutely. dram for us. Yeah. You know, before we do our reviews, we always try to have a small dram just to kind of get the palate warmed up and get things kind of you know even keeled and so, ready. So you for don't it. shock it when you go to taste that that first sip of whatever. That first you're warm your sip of cask strength, knock you in the nose. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, oh, everything's hot. <laughs> I don't taste. And then by the third it's sip, burned. it's not so bad. So right. So, uh, it, but, that's actually a good point. I mean, it's, it's a perfect it, scotch for that. It really is, and I think it's something that if you're if you're getting into tasting whiskey in general. Something to always warm up to, whether it's uh, if you're doing bourbons or anything, really, you should kind of acclimate your, your taste buds and nose and everything else to kind of getting flavors, right? Or maybe yeah. you can use food to your probably where you're going to go as a, as a cook. No, I was going to say it's actually, I, I really get more out of scotches when I compare them to one another. It's kind of a, a compare and contrast kind of thing. You know, what's the same, what's different, what am I getting out of one that I'm not getting out of the other? And so I think that having a, a warm-up glass... You know, you're going to open up that really special bottle. You know, having something that's, right. you know, fairly neutral in flavor. Um, right. You don't want something that's crazy, but, you know, having something to kind of warm up and, and get some of those base flavors going in your mouth so you're thinking about what those taste like. Exactly. And then you go to taste that really special bottle. 
it, it's going to really make your brain think about those things. As opposed to warming up with some heavy repeated scotch or some crazy finished scotch with some weird finishing or maturation that's, right. you know. Because then it might, you might be disappointed in the bottle that you're tasting or, right. or it might throw off your, your palate a little bit. So just having something that's kind of at least a little bit neutral on the whiskey palate range is always a good idea. Bud says he's killing a tamdu that you gave him. Good for so we've him. got quite a bit of drinkers. What else are you guys drinking tonight so far? We've got a few people drinking some uh, Islas already. I wonder why they're drinking Islas tonight. It is Tom. The, the Islay? Because it's fall. That's what J-Max said. Islay is my favorite. Islay's my favorite. <laughs> oh, boys, man. I thought the eye was silent. Yeah, just back slay. in the day, right? Slay. slay you can actually go um, back right now and see some of our first, I think it's probably our first 10 videos. At one point, we, we called on camera saying, Hey, we, we never claimed we knew what we were talking we're about. Dummies. No, we're dummies. We're still, yeah, so we're um, still. I'm excited about tonight's region. Not ready to start that conversation just yet. Yeah. We need to have a couple of peated whiskeys to really get warmed up on it. Um, well, what makes you think? Uh, if just because it's the island, it has to be peated. Well, there's a few that aren't, but the vast majority are. So, and when I warm up, you're warmed up, save them for a little bit. <laughs> I know, that's really good <laughs> <in> there. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Wheelhouse um, is ready to go. We're ready to go. But we, we've got some other things to talk about. Um, we've got Scouts in the News. We want to yep. get into what's going on in, the, in that big world, which is not much, I'll be honest with you. I read one article today, that, and we've got it, I think. It said something about... There's um there's some misreporting on a conversation that's going on between I don't even know I don't even know Bring the UK's up. prime minister what's his name Boris Johnson Boris Are thank we going you to Boris Scotch yeah we're gonna go to Scotch in the news. Today today good evening I'm Sean tonight in Scotch in the news I have no idea what's going on. I was driving to get here. Sean so. was on location and is here now. Right. Um, anyway, to, to the first story that I that I actually uh, found today um, was a, a conversation that Boris and Trump have had. Um, a, a telephone conversation, ironically enough, that's what Trump's in the news for. But a different conversation, but anyway, um, <laughs> this one is basically, it's the conversation of... of what the UK is wanting to do once Brexit actually happens and what kind of trade deals they want to get in the United States. And him going on record, literally asking Trump, look, man, just knock the freaking tariff off of Scotch, okay? <laughs> right? I mean, I'm just asking you, gentlemen's agreement, you tariff all, tax all the rest of the crap, but leave Scotch alone type of thing. Um, is it going to happen? I don't know. I honestly think that the sooner Brexit happens, the sooner things can get resolved oh, yeah. with, just, with our relationship on, with UK. Now, on. that doesn't help the rest of the world, but but I'm being selfish here. I, I hate to say it. Fair enough. Um, it helps being a big economy. You, you know, have, have kind of influence. Right. <laughs> I, you know, on the same vein, I saw somebody make a comment on Facebook today on a Facebook page that we're all members of. I think it's Scotch Addict or something like that. And the guy obviously lives in the UK, and he said, uh, he said, I'm done with, with uh, McKellen, I think it's, it's what he said. I'm done with McKellen. Um, he's mad because we're trying to buy McKellen in the UK and have it shipped to him. Um, the first drop down is the US, and he has to scroll down to get UK, and it pissed him off. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm like, you know what? I get it as a patriot, and I mean, you know, but when you look at the dollars and cents. You put your number one customer first, and more. You would think more that money goes, and I get that because. I, I would think that you would put, like, by volume, I'm sure there's more people in the U.K. than, like, you know, Angola or Not someplace that, that are... Right, yeah. Oh. So, you know what I mean? Right. I mean, they, it, obviously, they put their number so one volume. So it's like the U.S. and then all the other and countries in alphabetical right. order? <laughs> yeah, that that's kind of dumb. Yeah, that's bad. Anyway, um, what else we got going on in Scotch the News? Well, you, you got oh, you, uh, you got to get your shoplifting pants out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was a stupid story. I mean, yours are Florida. for crab legs, but... Um, that, oh, but he's a good kid. He's a, he's a, he's a good, good kid. kid. Uh, if you guys get that reference, man, you guys are paying attention. Um, but so, yeah, stupid story. How did Boos Bandit uh, stick $1,000 worth of Scotch down his pants? <laughs> Say that three times. That makes you feel kind a of funny. A thousand dollars worth of scotch? Well, so are we talking one bottle or ten bottles? <laughs> I'm just saying. So what? What? Tell us about. So the basically, some guy down in Florida, Palm Beach County, um, goes into a Total Wine, 
uh, multiple times to get this done. Again, within one day? Yeah, or? within three hours. He oh, walks yeah. in, he takes the scotch out of a bun, down his pants, walks out, probably to his car, unloads, gives it 15 minutes, maybe smokes a stogie or something, <laughs> takes a break, walks back in, grabs another bottle. I think he does this like three or four times in the span of three hours. And, no, and nobody they don't asks any him. questions. They don't catch him. They're looking, they're showing video trying somebody to give, you know, give this guy up. I mean, it just blows my mind. How did that happen? So I, three times? I mean, you can't walk out of a Kmart with a box of Tic Tacs you're getting busted. This guy walks into Total Wine and gets $1,000 no, a week. He is. If, he, if it's during prime time and they're selling beer out the wazoo, nobody's going to miss a guy coming and going. Maybe, but... Darkness is spreading. But the, that kind of liquor store, I, they, I mean, maybe they, I'm sure they sell a lot of beer. Don't get me wrong, but they also sell a lot of other high-end spirits. So you would think they would. Those are big bit. liquor stores. It's hard to see everybody. But yeah, I mean, depending on. I don't know. Working. Hey, Tom, why don't you walk into your local Benny's and see you can, if you can lift a thousand dollars worth of liquor? Well, we'll not... bail you out, buddy. We got you covered. This no, is just a research thing. <laughs> this is just a research. I wasn't going to keep it. I was just seeing what I could do. Right, for, for a YouTube video <laughs> show. I mean, it's cool. Um, that's a lot of scotch. I mean, so the thing is, that with scotch prices now, that's not a lot of scotch. You know, see, what you have to do if you're going to do it is be bold and tell them to unlock that cabinet so you right. can take a look at some of the good stuff, right? <laughs> exactly. I want to get in the high dollar room. <laughs> I want some Octomore. Can I put some Octomore down here? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's all about misdirection. <laughs> Stupid story. Like I said, it's a pretty slow news cycle for Scotch right now. Um, there was one other thing, and I don't even know what it was. Oh, uh, it was uh, Diageo. Uh, oh, oh, oh. This uh, one caught me what? off guard, guys. More Game of Thrones bottles? I honestly didn't know this was coming. I, I didn't know. So Diageo oh, no. is releasing their last Game of Thrones bottle. Didn't know there was another one. This one how is many, to represent really? the, the six. This time, or how many to more? represent the six kingdoms. It is an eight. Models. It's an aged. It's the same, same bottle. bottle. And, and they're, they're milking this for everything like, it's got, not? right? It's an aged statement, 15-year-old Morlock. So, um, in all honesty, Morlock doesn't release a 15-year-old regular core range. Yeah. You have to get that from Gordon McPhail. So, um, whatever. Can I, ask a, can I ask a question? I'm not a Game of Thrones guy. Hey, would you pass right? me that lawsuit, please? No. I, I, I haven't read the books. I never watched the show. Them both. Just whatever. It is what it is. But you guys are all fans. Hi, Hoagie. Wouldn't this have been a much better marketing deal before During it ended? Show? Yes. Yes, it would have. I would think so. Because it was hot for years. Right. They had years to do it. They could have they, they they released a, a specific edition per season. Yeah. They could have released one per book. They could have done all that. You know nope. what? You should get a job in marketing, brother. Well, I was going to say, I mean... Yeah, they get a late. job firing marketing people. How about that? <laughs> they were late to the game for sure, but they did hit the end of last season. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I, I thought that the the house editions that they did... It was cool. It was really well done. There were some actually good bottles in that, in that lineup. But now it's kind of like, uh, you know, some of these other ones, it's like, I think they kind of missed the boat on this deal. So $150 USD for a 15-year-old, okay... Normally, for like certain cask strength bottlings, ten dollars a year, I'm, I'm I accept. I'm willing to give ten dollars a year. I mean, honestly, most your SMWS bottles coming at that, right? But you're talking about a 15 year old Morlocks, not cast strength, and you want me to give a buck fifty for it just because you're gonna slap it in a Game of Thrones tube? Damn you, man! You know I'm gonna get it because I got every other bottle in the collection. It's just gonna look good on the bar and everything, and I'm interested in trying it. But at the end of the day. It's pretty salty, and you're going to lose a lot of market. You're, a lot of people are going to pass on it because of that. Yeah, well, and James was talking about, the, you know, they are doing prequels now. They're producing prequel series for Game of Thrones, you know, the, the era before the fire. Well, let me, let me ask you this, just hypothetically, you know, to, to play devil's advocate. Okay, that's fair. They're doing that. Do you think those prequels are going to be as popular or I famous the, as the regular season of Game of Thrones? I thought they got canceled. Mm-mm. No, they're still on. I don't know. It depends on how good the shows are. I don't no, think... The, 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 the original ones they were going to do, they get canceled. They have one more they, they pitch that's going to be done. I can't, it's like even more before the... I can't the see them gaining popularity above... There's no book the, to base it on. Right. And, and I just don't see it. They missed the boat. They missed the boat. Game of Thrones, yeah. It is what Especially it is. Especially the way the Game of Thrones ended. 
Yeah. I don't want this to be a Game of Thrones. Right. Sure. Thing, <laughs> anyway, anyway, that was the that was the headline, and it was something you know to talk about. Uh, I'm interested. I it didn't even say when it's going to hit you know shelves, so I don't know about that either. But you're right. Diageo was milking it for one more. Why not? I mean, or two, or mind. ten. We'll yeah, see. You know, Warlock said, "Hey, the hell, we chopped." What about beer? us? Yeah, we're part of your guys' portfolio. Yeah. Come on, can't we get right. a bottle in on all this? All right, we'll give you one more. We'll call I mean, this the sixth or whatever they're calling yeah. it. Yeah. So, all right. So, um, what's next? Mm. A little Lossip. It's all right, man. <laughs> not I'm, not, I'm not complaining. I'll tell you what, we did have a little bit of a peated expression before the show started that um, I'm going to have another glass of that before the night's over. Yeah? Mm. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. That annex pretty damn Maybe good. Maybe I should do a little blind for you and see if you can pick it up. Oh, that is going to be so That's going to be so easy. easy. <laughs> if we had the other ones here, like you mentioned, that yeah. would be kind of cool to do. Yeah. The, the no, he's not talking about that. Oh, no. Yeah, he's, he's talking the, about I'm the one that we had about, after. And the, Yeah, the black tube that he got out afterwards that that we're gonna have to go easy on because we haven't reviewed them we haven't reviewed it yet no it's uh oh the anok oh yeah i didn't have that one pretty pretty damn good might i say anyway i don't know where that guy in the white robe is or what he's into these days but uh, yeah but what you know where that came from does everybody see that did you guys all catch that that's from bart over at scott says dummies man Dr. Scotch. Dr. Scotch. Good time. Right, Dr. Scotch. Dr. Scotch around here somewhere. Let's bring that guy in and see what's going on with him. They call me Dr. Scotch. They call me Dr. Hey, she loves what? Dr. Scotch. Hey, Dr. Scotch, you know, I, I'm going I'm to mess it up again. I'm not a doctor, but I play one on YouTube. <laughs> so, good, I love Scotch. that he doesn't get that. <laughs> I, 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 I can't I, get I, it I right. I mess it up every time, so... Obviously, I'm not a, a true doctor. So, uh, what you got to talk about? Tonight? So, you know, what is the? I understand you guys are doing something on Isla tonight. It's so, Islay, Islay, Islay. Islay. Um, so Guys, silent. To you guys, what would you consider the primary flavor component oh, of an Isla oh, whiskey? Me, me. Go ahead. Pete. Pete. Okay, Horshack. Pete. Well, see, I was thinking the wood, but okay, we'll we'll talk about Pete instead. Um, so Pete is a really interesting. Have you, have you guys ever done any research on like the whole process of Pete, what it does, what makes it, what's good about research? it? Research? Kind of no, I've, I've I got a candle that smells like it. So so Pete is a, Pete is an amazing thing. So uh, for those of you who don't know, Pete is a, a basically an organic uh, compound that that is created when plants die and the, the soil is oversaturated and just does it doesn't like break down like normal, it just kind of becomes a, a mass of carbon organic matter. And so the top layer of peat is right at the grass. There's grass or moss or things growing on it. And then the deeper you get, the, um, the more concentrated the carbon gets. You know, it almost becomes coal as you get deeper down into that peat soil. Almost. So, almost coal. But admittedly, peat eventually becomes coal. So that's kind of cool. And so the, the reason peat is so important with scotch is it has these great flavors. And all that flavor is all based on what is growing in that peat. So on Isla, you've got a lot of mosses, you've got some maybe some very small grasses, and you get, a, you get peat that is really full in phenols. But on the mainland, you have, you have more grasses, you have more heathers, and those are, are more full in guacals. On what? Guacals. Guayacol. So those, that's the difference in why you would have a Highland peat versus an Isla peat. There's differences in flavor because of the, the organic material that's growing in there. The guayacols. Guayacols. It's a, it's a chemical it's like that, that comes out when you uh, burn it. And so it creates a, a sweeter whiskey and a more flavorful kind of thing. And then, um, but the interesting thing about that, the thing about peat is that it's really cool, is it's also a carbon sink. So you know those that are interested in, in climate change, peat actually segregates carbon into the earth. It is, it, right now, the estimate is that peat contains 30% of all the carbon on earth is, is sequestered in peat. Let's burn that shit. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the cool thing is, that, though, that, 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 that as, peat, as the peat bog grows, You're not earth lover. the organic material that is growing is absorbing any carbon that's being absorbed. So, so it's actually literally condensing carbon into the soil as it grows. It's really kind of a cool phenomenon. Um, there's very few other places that do that. Do, uh, do you have any idea how deep it goes? 
Like, is it, does it vary by... It, it varies completely on region. So the interesting thing about peat, though, is the at the very surface of the of the ground, it's re, it's it's not dense, it's but it's got a lot of flavor. But if you take the peat from like three meters down, there's tons of energy. It burns real hot, puts lots of energy out, has almost no flavor. So you've got to really mix it up a little bit to get the right so blend it's a of mix peat. And match exactly, thing. exactly. So so when you burn peat. Where you get your peat and what <laughs> level you get your peat is important. So that, that's another interesting thing about it. The other thing I want to talk about with peat is, you know... <laughs> Mark wants to kill the planet. No, I just want more peat of whiskey. More Stop whiskey. hating. The, the, uh, the thing about peat is, though, that when you... So the reason you burn peat is to add flavor to the, to the um, barley as you dry it. But you can't use... or You don't want to use peat for the entire drying process. When you when you grow your when you malt barley, you put it you soak it in water and you start to get it to start germinating. But then you need once it's germinated, it's it's created the it. enzymes that will convert the, the starch into sugars. Right. So you need to dry it out at that point. Well, once you start drying it, when you get below fifteen percent moisture in that in that barley, there's it takes up no more peat flavor. So that's usually only about the first twelve to eighteen hours of the drying process. It takes about thirty hours to dry. Dry okay. barley. Right. So you use peat for those first 18 hours to get it to add the flavor, but then you ch you change to coke or some other because you don't product. want to waste that peat, and the you peat, you don't want to kill the plant. You don't want to kill the you don't want to waste that peat because it's yeah it's good stuff. It's got the flavor. I'll hold on to that. So for it's the next really the, the way you use peat, the the reason you get peat, how long you use peat, all that is really important. What the flavor that it produces into the into the whiskey, and the other thing is that all that. All those phenols and all those flavors you're adding to that barley, you know that you see some cases where you see a ppm level of phenol as a as a level of peatiness. So what definition of phenol for our podcast? So phenol is, is a chemical that's in the peat that creates a really um, uh, I'm trying to think of the exact flavor. It's really that that um, medicinal flavor that you get um, from a, from a highly peated whiskey. That's that's produced from the phenols and and those are um <laughs> yeah so the, those um the phenol flavor is what's creating the the iodine that's why you get a lot of that in like Lafroig they use a lot they use a lot of isla barley or isla peat um you get more of the like charcoal woody flavor from the guayacols and if you go with the um certain people have some syringals in there as well that will produce more of a vanilla flavor so depending on which which peach you use, you may go everywhere from medicinal to woody to vanilla. All flavors coming just from burning the huh. burning the peat. Never made a connection. Eric White says they come with a string. <laughs> How do sure. they do? They plan out. I'm sure they do when they're malting that barley. The level of phenols that they yes. want to put in and so, how does so that work? Yeah, so it's a it's a matter of how much peat you put versus heat. So, you know, you, you've got a fire to dry that barley. You can sure. do all peat, or you can do peat and some coke, and you can do peat uh, other heat sources to create the, it's just a matter of how much of that peat you want to burn to create that flavor. So, honestly, you know, as much credit as we give to uh, master distillers for the distilling process and really coming out with a specific distillate that they want, mm -hmm. which has to do with their stills, the shapes, the water, the timing, everything, yeah. the cuts, all that. To me, peating at your whisk, your barley is a science in and of itself. Oh, if you look at all completely. the variables, my God, you can really, I mean, the type of peat, where you're getting it from, the timing of it, how much time, yep. how hot, the heat that it, it it's huge. Oh, and the interesting thing about peat is too, is, is it's, it's earth, right? It's, it's, it's been sitting there for how many years, right? Hundreds of years. It, thousands that's of years. Amazing yeah. But also, because of that, I mean, they... They use so much of it, but eventually they're running out. So they've, they've been peat bogging, like new peat bogs for how many years as well. So they're, they're almost creating new peat. They're trying to create peat bog. A, a typical peat um, layer will only add an additional millimeter per year. Right. So when you dig a three-foot deep pit bog, I mean, that's a, that's a thousand millimeters. Right. That's a thousand years of peat that you're pulling so out. So I'm glad they're planting some new stuff now so in a thousand years they can have some skies. Exactly. <laughs> For your great, 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 great 
I'm not kidding. Hey, man. <laughs> I come back in the next life, they better have some peated scotch. We're going to be pissed. <laughs> we'll turn Extra you into peated scotch. So, 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 so Pete, Pete it, you know, the, the manipulation of the barley using a peat is a an additional science that, I don't know if it's the mesh man or who's in charge of that, if it's the distiller manager, whatever, that is a whole other science. That's Andrews. You can have a sip. Oh, I'm sorry. He won't mind. <laughs> So that, with that note, I'll let you guys talk about uh, Islay and see if you guys have a good time with that. Thanks, Roger. That. Thanks, Dr. Scott. Roger. You're the man. You are. They call me Scott. He sounded extra smart tonight. He did sound extra smart it tonight. It is interesting, though. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, there, there's more than Pete to Isla, of course. Of course but, there is. I mean, generally, for me, when I think of that, I mean... We talked about it at the very beginning of the show. I know we're getting ready to start up, talk about our reasons. Sure. But all roads lead to Isla. And eventually, yes. if, if you're really going to get into scotch, you're going to eventually get down to that road. It's, and it's an acquired taste. It's something that you can't jump into, folks. It's something that you've got to kind of travel a little bit. you got to taste some things around here. And eventually, you're going to go, hey, what is, what is this Isla stuff about? And there's different regions, different, different, not region, different distilleries there that are going to have different levels of peatiness, et cetera. But eventually, you're going to get to the point where you're like, Wow, that's that's something else. That's that's smoky. Absolutely. That's earthy. That's unique. Yeah, that's good stuff. It, it's a very different flavor profile. Yeah. And you kind of have to approach it slowly. There's a unique. There, there's know? a few people that jump in the deep end and just fall in love right. with it, right? Who have, and that's fine. But the vast majority of people are yeah. turned off by it right off the bat, right? Yeah. Um, and it takes a while to wade into it. I mean, it's funny, Bob uh, H. He, you know. He actually made a comment that we had that Ben Rake 22 on the show. He's like, you still have that? Now that I'm into Pete, I want it back. Yeah, <laughs> right. he, wants it back. he gave us that bottle a long time ago because he was like, I can't bring it. I can't bring it. So but yeah. you, you come around. Um, so let's kick that off and let's start it. So for those of you guys listening at home, uh, podcast, whatnot, um, we've had an ongoing discussion over our weekly Thursday nights uh, on Scotch regions. Uh, we've covered all the other regions to include one that's really not a region, the islands, right? We talked about that. We talked about Lowlands, Campbelltown, uh, Speysides, Highlands. Um, and we are finishing up right here on Islas. And why is Isla a region? The, the, the basis of the conversation was to, to talk about do regions even matter anymore um, in today's day and age. I, I personally think this one is very important. Yes, oh, I, you know... I think over the conversation, Sean, I, I think they all matter. I think there is a time, a, a conversational piece for regions. Yeah. It's getting well, muddled. It's I, getting muddled. I think yeah, the sure. thing about Isla that I, I think stands up as far as regions go is a couple of things. When I think about like Speyside or Highland, there's a lot of distilleries there. So there's a so lot of variation between those distilleries, and there's a lot of ground to cover between those distilleries, sure. right? A lot of different water sources, a lot of different still shapes, just a lot of different variants that go into, you know, those regions that, that lend itself to being different. You know, lowlands, there's not a lot of distilleries at all. Islands, there's not a lot of distilleries at all. And, and the ones that are are very kind of unique. But to me, Isla has that... The, all of the distilleries share some, some characteristics, I think. Because they're geographically close together, and a, a lot of the style that comes off of that island is similar, at, at least. I mean, you'd almost say, well, there's what, 3,000 people on an island? 30, between three and 3,500, yeah, exactly. we'll say. So, to say that that island is, wrong, is inbred in its whiskey making is probably true, because I'm sure there's some... Um, moving between distilleries. I can't see how you can live on that island and not have some influence in the, in the, in the whiskey making business, right? In some way, shape, or form, you're working in that you're, industry. You're, you're and absolutely, grain, you're whatever, even in, if you're not working at the distillery. In the last four years of doing this, you guys, we found that the, the whiskey industry in Scotland itself is is incestuous. I mean, you, you do move from distilleries. That's that's the nature of well, a guy's career, yeah. right? They start here. They that's because there's only so many people that work in them. It's it's a very small group. It's of a people. niche group. And of so people. if if somebody's distillery manager retires, 
they're going to the very small list of distillery managers right. to, if, unless they're moving somebody up in their own distillery. Right. You know, it, I mean, there's not a lot of people. It reminds me of, like, head coaching positions in the NFL, right? Yeah. So-and-so gets canned at this team, but yeah. then all of a sudden two years later he shows up at that team because yeah. he's still a head coach. Well, yeah. <laughs> right. well and, and how many, how many Bill Belichick um, sub-coaches have become head, head coaches? Coach. Exactly. Oh, so yeah, right. yeah. It, it's very similar. That's a good analogy. But to Isla in, in and of itself, yes, it definitely stands apart from the rest of them, right? But in that subgroup of, of, of Isla, that region, there are very, very different drastic differences oh, between completely. the distilleries. And and people who aren't familiar with Isla might not catch them. They, they're going to tell you the difference between a Lafroy 10 and a Lagoon 16, right? You know, oh, well, that's a Band-Aid, and that smells like earth. I yeah. get it. But uh, you, us four, and a lot of you guys at home that are watching know the difference of a lot more. You, you guys can snip yeah. out the subtle differences, and they are I, subtle. Well, I, I would say that the Isla is, is probably one of the few blind-tasting ones that you can probably pick out which distillery it is. It's, it's, it's a lot so easier pronounced. too. For me, it's right. a lot easier to understand. Right. Yeah. So let's back it up and let's start. To, uh, let's rewind the conversation to Isla and, and a little bit of the history of it. So yeah, how did it become good? Isla? Way, way. Well, we're talking back in the 1400s. I mean, this goes Whoa, way back. Man. Um, to uh, that's back. To one of these cats, a monk that's going up, and thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's so funny about that. I have no idea, but Drew's dying here. Uh, for those folks that aren't watching at home, anyway, some some monk goes through there, and and he's a, a beer maker, and he he actually establishes something on the island of Isla. Well, you fast forward three hundred years or whatever, and King I want to say James the Fourth um, is. Passing through, and it says he's camping. What I read said, as King James IV was camping there, actually, you read a little bit, no, he just got done going out there to smack those people in line. It wasn't a camping trip. It was a, I, I, hey, I, kiss I mean, the ring, bitch. That, that's how they did camping back then. <laughs> well, my, my guess is he was glamping. Right, he probably right. didn't. You know, um, he actually stumbled upon, you know, this uh, aqua vitae, which there's actually a Gaelic term that I can't even pronounce, um, which yeah. Anyway, that he yeah. kind of, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. He yeah. kind of falls in love with it, gets back to uh, to the throne and says, hey, you know what? I, I want some more of that stuff. You know, pick up a couple casks of that stuff and have it Bring me out. some peasants. Make that stuff make that stuff legitimate. So <laughs> from from that point on, because back then, Isla literally was a, a seat of power. Uh, the the lords of, of Western Scotland sat in Isla. That's really? where, yeah. Um, and actually, if you look at, the definition of the islands. There's a, there's a hell of a lot more islands on the west coast of Scotland than I actually. Oh yeah. I mean, there's. You look at the map and you're like, oh, there's you know half a dozen, oh, maybe yeah, a dozen. No, there's, no, <laughs> there's like three hundred because there's a ton that are really small and don't have any inhabitants. Yeah. But anyway, they're divided into two sections, and Isla is is the biggest one of its sections. It's actually, the sixth largest island in in the uh, United Kingdom. But. Um, it's it's got a history, a long history of being a seat of power, um, and now today people argue that it is you know it's it rivals Speyside when it comes to the seat of Scotch, right? Absolutely, Scotch. I, I would totally um, agree with that. So that's where we are with Isla right now. And what's with the future? Let's let's look at the other end of the spectrum. What's going on in Isla for the future, guys? They're building distilleries. Yeah, exactly, it's actually growing, they're, right? They're growing yeah. More. So. They're growing. So you've got one mothballed still that is supposed to be coming back online. You've got one that's under construction right now, right? Which that's supposed to go online next Which year. Ardenhoe? Ar- 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 uh, I think they're, they're open now. Actually, they're, they're, they're ready to go. I think they're distilling. Because mm-hmm. yeah. Lee was there. Lee did visit, yeah. Lee visited. Yeah, yeah she's got great pictures from there. She said it was beautiful. Well, awesome, awesome story. I mean, I, I maybe it's not actually... I think they just set the stills or something. Maybe that's what it is. But uh, but Port Ellen's, right, they're mothballed. They're coming back, or supposedly. Yeah. But and there's other you, where were you going with that, Mark? I, I just wanted, I wanted to flip the side and, and talk, talk a little bit about the history of what's happened on that island over you know the last 300 years. But, the, I mean, honestly, in the last 10 years... The future is getting bright. I mean, they're actually they're firing well, up more distilleries, sure. right? Because brown whiskey is hotter yeah, you're than right. ever you're right. So, you're like, right hey, let's that. fire just crap back right. up again because it's, yeah, it's that's, selling. That's um, if you look, if you go and, and look at the history of the distilleries, and Isla, there were a lot of distilleries that I've never even heard of that came and went on, on Isla. Honestly, mm-hmm. to be honest, uh, it's it's kind of crazy. Interesting 
uh, uh, quote here, Isla yep. generates more money per square mile than anywhere else. First in Scotland? Is... In Great Britain. Oh, in Great Britain, okay. First spirit run at Ardenhoe was 14th of October of last year. So they so, are running. So they've been they are running for That's about what a year. I thought. Okay. So they're up and running. They just yep. can't, they just can't uh, yeah, three years to wait for the mature. Two. Okay. Well, two more years. Well, yeah. they've been distilling for a year, so you got two more. Two right. Years. So they've got, they, assuming they put some spirit so, down, right? I'm assuming SMWS got a barrel of that, and it, the day they can release it, uh, we'll get some over and, here. And, and, yeah, and Jimmy Drammer, I think uh, you have, may have hit the nail on the head with bring on the glut. Because, yeah. you know, with the whole spirits industry, you know, White Claw is huge right now, which is like as vanilla and clear spirit as you can get. And. It may be coming. It may be swinging back to where the we the well, so every twenty years or so the the spirits industry moves from white spirits to brown spirits, white spirits. It's a sick, completely cyclical process. There's a lot of um, millennials now and and people younger than that that are uh, wait wait for this that are teetotalers that aren't drinking anything. Uh, yeah, I know you're saying that. But it's a it's a real thing in the restaurant industry. Like we cater to those people. There's wow. that many of them. Wow! When okay. you go out and see, uh, you know, mocktails on a menu, uh, that's why. It's not for your kids. It's for twenty something year olds that don't drink. Wow! <laughs> you know what? That's, that's like printing money too, isn't it? Yeah. Like nine dollars for a. Well, I mean, there's some that are, are very complicated. I mean, they, they take their time and actually make a good drink. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of health-conscious people out there. There's a lot of people that are reevaluating what they're what okay. they're drinking, what they're eating. So, um, which is fine with me. Don't get, get your mitts off my scotch. Yeah, you know right on. So if the glut comes and, and you <laughs> know, brown price drop, Boom. that's good for me because that just means that in my retirement, I'm going to be enjoying some really good aged scotch. 25-year-old scotch for a $100 right. bottle. Right, yeah, which is fine. When I'm retired, I don't want to pay the high prices. <laughs> well, and James is saying in, in Australia, whiskey is becoming the hipster drink. I mean, that's for younger folks. I mean, that's kind of like everywhere. Right well, now. that's a question. So is that is it still it, hipster or is it... So, yeah. Well, no, if, you, if you look, and I, I need to put a... You know what? I, I need to do this. I'll, I'll follow up with all the YouTubers. That no, I think off. you're right. I think I want to. I want to. I want to do a, an average because I would think probably all our YouTubers... Views they have age groups, right? And I would say that what we're seeing is probably the same for every other YouTuber out there. It's between the age of like 25 and 35 years old is our biggest bang. You wouldn't think that, but it's it's huge, like as far as viewers. So people are you know in the in the you know mid 30s or early 30s are actually really into uh, yeah because the, the supposedly you don't want to drink what your parents drank. Is that what it is? That's the that's the thing. That's, that's why Twitch is every 15, 20 years. Cause I drink what my dad drank. Well, <laughs> you're a special kind. <laughs> but, but, I mean, but remember, my dad never drank this. But keep in mind, when we were kids, we drank Zimas, right? Nope. Wait a minute. He's, he's from Great Britain. You, you know what he drank all the time at night? Obviously beer. Gin. No, he wouldn't. He, oh, gin. He hates gin. Um, Canadian mist and Coke. What kind of it was he? it was big back That's in the day. So SoCo Canadian Mist. Yeah, yeah. We get on the ILS discussion and guess who joins? Scotch yeah. on the Bayou. Lee. What does she know Wait. about ILS? Yeah, know about I mean, she's only cut Pete and put her name on the Pete ball. <laughs> Enlighten <laughs> us on this great discussion, Lee, uh, on the Which topic of Isla. We have just poured the sense of perfection, this um, 28 year old, 28 year old Bamore from uh, the SMWS. This is 52.8 uh, ABV. This is first Phil Hogshead XPX. Um, this one, what was, what did they put this by? It was special when they put it out. I mean, this one was hard to get. Yeah. And this one was expensive as all get out. It, it is 3.305. Um, 3.305, one of 209 bottles. Um, we, we've had this one for a little while because this one came and went fast in the SMWS, even yeah. at its high price point. Um, but being a Bamore, it is an Isla. Oh, we um, have so, a super chat in from hey, Eric. Wait, Eric. Cheers to Cheers, Eric. 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 Cheers, Eric. Thank you, sir. It's yours, brother. All right, I'll finish it and I'll drink a bottle. Mm. <laughs> God, smell that. Mm. Smell that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, it's just... Uh, that's fire uh, right there. It's, That's really, man. Whoa, really good. What's ABV? 58? 52. 52. 
Really? It tastes yeah, hot. Twenty eight year old though. Oh, that is delicious. Makes my tongue dangle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. That's some good stuff. So let's talk about the differences, guys, in Isla. What obviously we get heavy peated stuff. We get the Lafroigs, the Ardbegs, the Log. We get the stuff that's gonna punch you in the face of peat. But we've got oh. flip side of that. There's non peated whiskeys, right? Sure. I Absolutely. Mean, who's yeah. doing non peated whiskeys on, on the island? Uh has got a couple. Yep. And Kilhoman's got Kilhoman. it. right. So um, what else is going on? Kilhoman's different. They're they're like farm they're to farm bar. to table. Well, yeah, they, they, the they, they, they are right. completely they everything. All as many independent bottles or random casts that they have, they have a huge range of, of whiskeys that they're producing. You know, I, I know that we're, we'll probably talk about our trip next year that we're doing all over oh, Scotland, but one of the places that we're not going is Isla. And I'm telling you right now, everything I've seen for all the travels, like that whole area of island is that's, just amazing. That's from the Burkhardt to Ardbeg to... It'd be amazing to see all that stuff. S4D Tour 2022 <laughs> is all Isla. It should be Isla. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if you guys just spend some time Googling Isla, you, you, you're going to fall in love. Yeah. I mean, I, there's just so much. I, it's not just about the, the whiskey, which that has a lot to do with me. Not but I mean, yep. uh, Isla actually is home to, to the only like full piece together uh, Celtic cross in Scotland. I mean, it's a full, it's not cracked yeah. or broken in any way, shape, or form. And it's, mm. it's just, there's a ton to, to, to see. You know what I mean? And yeah. researching it, ironically enough, I never thought about it until I researched it. I'm looking at the line and I'm looking at the map. If you draw the lowland line, it, it kind of dissect and take it across the water. It would dissect Isla into two sections, a highland and a lowland. Um, and, and, and when you do that, the geography yeah. of the island is actually different. I mean, it does follow suit with the highland and lowland when you look at the geography of the peat on the island. So, I mean, to me, it's a cool, cool little, what do they call it, micro-eco-ecosystem, eco you know, it's little, it's, it's its own little thing, man. Yeah. I, I would say that we've had, when we started out, if you'll remember the day that you brought the Uvidale. I can't forget it, dude. Right there. Oof. I'll never forget that. Oof. I, I have never seen someone that was so excited go to so disappointed <laughs> so quickly at this point. I'm like, I just wasted 80 bucks or 90 bucks, whatever Mark I Mark came down I... those stairs and was like, man, I got something for us to try. It's going to be awesome. We're going to... And so he pulls this the bottle out. Days. And we're oh, like, bank. oh, yeah, because this was before we had a channel. This was just us yeah. coming down and hanging out Drinking at the scotch. Bar. And so Mark went out and spent some money on this bottle. We were going to try this out. It's from this this island, and we didn't know what the deal was. And we're like, yeah, let's Couldn't try it out. The like, name of it. And, and it, it was an expensive <laughs> bottle for oh, us. Like, we, we were splurging on that bottle. Big time. And, Big and time. so you came down, brought, brought this down, and we opened it up, and the whole basement smelled like smoke, like that. And we're like, yeah. what is this? Obviously, it can't taste as bad as it smells, right? And so we pour four glasses. All four of us had a sip, set it down. We're like, well, never drinking that again. And put the <laughs> put the cork back in and set it on the bar. And it stayed back there for a good six months a at good least. Six months. Nobody <laughs> ever all even thought about until, drinking it. Until a magical camping trip when we realized there is a combo of Isla, which we haven't talked about yet, and cigars. Yep. And campfire. And, camp and, and all of that... Mark and I were up entirely too late drink, drinking and smoking <laughs> yeah, cigars. We yes. And we realized we ran out of whatever we were drinking. And so we went for that and realized that it tasted sweet. And it was the cigar. It, it got us past the smoke. And once we got past the yeah. smoke that first time and, and really started to appreciate it, that was the end. Like, I've never thought about it since. No, nope. no. And I've never gone back. But... That initial, so I mean, and we've heard from a lot of people, there, there's a few people that try it the first time and they're like, this is wonderful. But most people have an experience like we did where we're like, that's just too much. It's I can't shocking. do that, you it's know? Right. I mean, it, it really is a, a, a very different flavor profile from anything you've had before. Yeah. And until you get used to that and, and acclimated to it, it's kind of off-putting. Well, I think we've tried on the show in the last four years to actually make recommendations of a good stepping stone to it. When we cross the scotch, that's like, you know what, this is a really good intro into peat. It's so lightly peated. Gentle, it's gonna. Yeah. It's it's like you get to wade in. We we one. we dove in the, in the oh, deep end, yeah. guys, and it was cold. And you know, yeah. the ball shot up into your throat. And you're like, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm, I'm going to drown here. But 
there are some scotches that you can wade in nice and comfortably and get there. Um, and, and not to make I love the you know the the only thing about peat because there are peated whiskeys uh, around Scotland, right? Yep. But primarily Isla, that's what it's really known for, and yeah. its unique style of Isla, of peat, which is what Dr. Yes. Scotch got into, the right? Orphanals, yeah. Yeah. Uh, researching Pete, I actually saw that that um, Highland Park they are very conscious of taking Pete from the the higher side because they want heather in their they peat. Want their they want that. Yeah. Earth. So want so the... if you look at if you look at the peat and and Dr. Scott told me this earlier, there 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 are multiple layers. So there there's there's layers of peat that have Stain like a, like Stain active <laughs> active roots in them. So they're they're like right. still growing. Right beneath that is the thing where there's like roots but they're not fully decayed and though that region right beneath that active growing layer and and where it turns starts to turn into pure carbon that's where the flavor is that's where okay that's where you really want to get your even that layer changes around the geography of scotland right again uh, yeah, oh, absolutely, it changes. It depends right. on what's growing on top. Yeah. Exactly. Completely. That's what I'm saying. And, and so the thickness of that upper layer that you don't want changes depending on where he is and what the right. you know is it moss or is it heather or whatever's growing on there. It, it completely changes. It's it's a science. You know, the, speaking of the Uberdale, and that was that was very much a shocker to our journey, our system. Yeah. And, and I, I remember the first year or so, we we were so green into just understanding what it was yeah. and hey, trying Dave. to figure some of this stuff out. That we've we realize now, I think it's one of the big reasons why we kind of do the show now is to kind of help you if you're not in the scotch yet, you're learning about scotch, is to try to make some of those those turns correctly, correctly. so that you don't jump right into That's those and, and, and get screwed. Because you know what, like I said, all roads lead to Isla. Eventually, if you if you really get into scotch and you really appreciate what it has to offer, eventually you're going to want to try some of that stuff. And then once you try, if you do it in the right order, sometimes yeah, you don't want to yep. you don't. Wanna, Jump in cold water. Exactly. Right. But once you do really get to know Isla and, and the distillers on it, you, you do notice the subtle differences amongst mm-hmm. them, right? You definitely can pick out your Laphroaig between your Ardbeg, between your Lagavulin, right? Yep. Um, and, and it's it's fun to be able to appreciate that and to see what they're doing. I, I know they're all technically competing against each other for market share, but at the end of the day, they're, they're a community too. I mean, they're on a small island. 3,000 yep. people or so, right? Everything I mean, comes in on a boat. Yeah, it is what it is. Honestly, uh, researching a little bit, um, I noticed, uh, you know, the the vast majority of the popular Scott, the popular distilleries that have been very successful over time in Isla, they uh, they all have piers. You know, they all have water access because that that's it, man. That's how we get our supplies yeah. in to make the stuff, and that's yeah. how we ship our product out. Without that, you know, what's the point of being here? Um, Interesting region, very influential region, uh, makes a shit ton of scotch. um. And it's not just single malts. I mean, they they take that stuff and put it in all kinds of stuff. So you're going to find... You'll find Cole Isla in everything, Diageo. A a little splash of Isla everywhere. Yes, absolutely. Lagavulin, I I was reading, I can't even think of which. There's there's a blend that Lagavulin ends up, Cole Isla ends up with Johnny Walker. But uh, Lagavulin, um, a lot of, I shouldn't say a lot, but Lagavulin has a certain amount that goes to another particular blend, and I can't even think of it right now. But absolutely, why wouldn't you, if, if you could afford it as a blender, you and you wanted some peat in your blend. Well, You're yeah, going to Isla to get it, right? You could, you could put fifty casks of cheap stuff and one cask of Lagavulin in there, and no, complete change. Uh, it adds a lot of flavor. Uh, sure it does. So, sure it does. Uh, fun region. Uh, fun region. Um, a region that we are going to get to someday. I mean, obviously we haven't been there. We'll put it on the that's, calendar. That's it, guys. That's that's the entire. Regions for us, right? We've gone through everything. We have. I mean, we could stretch it if we really wanted to and talk maybe about the Irishes a little bit because they're part of the Isles, really, if you think about it. Um, uh, no, but not part of Scotland. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you, you can stretch it a little bit and continue to talk about a little bit of region, but those are those are the five official regions recognized by the SWA. Yep. Uh, along with one that's not, which is the islands in and of itself, right? Yep. I mean, the islands, according to the SWA, are just highlands. So, um, which I find that hard to believe. I do too. I'm not buying that. But we did. We talked about them separately. So it yep. is what it is. And um, you know, uh, it was a good run for the last you know month or so talking about regions because 
at the end of the, all of it now that we've talked about all of them, the question I pose to you three and to everybody, you know, listening on the podcast and watching at home, um, does it matter? Does it matter to you if I put on a label that this is a particular region? Or do you look for a particular region? Do you care? Do you even notice? And if you do happen to read it, does it mean anything to you? Yes. I think so. As a, as a scotch person that drinks a lot of scotch, yes. As a new person, you don't, you don't obviously don't know yet. But eventually you start figuring out regional tastes even with today's day and age knowing the logistics so to and, me no it does not make a difference see then, okay, so, good, good. so I, I would look at the bottle and tell me what the flavor profile is i would expect in this bottle that's what makes my decision okay because if i, if I say oh it's an isla I, i'll take any kilhoman no it's not the same it's it's completely different now once i now that i've learned distilleries and i have a certain understanding of what each distillery does then it does, but if, if somebody were to give me a blind, a blind bottle and it said Isla, well, then I assume it's peated, but I would need to read more about it. Uh, All for, right. me, for, for me, it's more of I, because how many times do we get asked what's your favorite scotch? Well, I don't have one. I have, I have a few favorites. <laughs> like the second? <laughs> right. It depends on my mood, right? But like, I mean, we talked about this last night. I'm, right now, I'm, I'm in, I'm in the a normal. Give me a regular barrel scotch right now. I'm you like, just want malt. I want malt right now. I, I love sherry. It's my favorite. Cla- but you want the classic malt. I want the classic with- malt. It's a Balvenie double wood. I'm drinking that like crazy right now. This is awesome. So, but it, it <laughs> depends on my mood. Good for him, dude. Yeah. It depends on my mood right now. But when, I, when I'm like going shopping, the, the two things actually to, to kind of counter that is one is I'm going shopping for something that mm. I probably don't have. That's yep. the number one thing, right? Because of what we do. But typically, I go in there and I'm looking at everything. I'm thinking regional-wise. Like I'm looking at it's going. I'm not really into Island right now, so I'm blanking that stuff out. I'm not looking at a Highland right now because I know what that kind of profile. Is. I want I want a sherry bomb, so I'm going to look at sherry. I'm going to look at space sides, or I, I want something. Give me some funkiness. I'm going to go lowland. So I I am looking for flavor profiles, which is more regional for me. That's, okay. I I have to say that. Like when I walk into a when I walk into a, a whiskey shop, you've gotta have some way to organize this stuff. Yep. It is some kind of system that everybody gets. Dewey Decimal. Alright? <laughs> and to me, it makes perfect sense that you're organizing this based on a general flavor profile that you're getting because there are vast differences in scotch, right? Yes. You know, you're so they're organizing based on a general profile, and so I can walk into the liquor store and say, okay, I want something that's floral and light. I'm going to go into the Highland section, right? And that's a generality. It gets me started on my journey, right? Now I'm going to pick up a couple of distilleries. I'm going to do a little bit of research, but I've narrowed down from 100 down to this many that are in this liquor store of choices that I can make. You've got to have some way to kind of narrow things down a little bit. So for me, that's one of the things that I'm looking at. You know, I'm with Drew. I'm, I'm kind of a mood drinker, you know. So, you know, when I come down to the bar, I'm like, all right, well, what do I want tonight, right? Some nights I, I love that smoky peaty. Some nights I don't want anything to do with it, you know. And so that kind of – now, as you get farther into your journey, you're going to graduate from these generalized regions down to I really like Old Pulteney or I really like Deanston, or I really like Lagavulin, or whatever it is. And so then you're going to get into specific distilleries that you really enjoy. But to me, that gives us a generalized category to, to kind of break things down and help to organize things a little bit. Okay. Is that how they organize the liquor store, though? They don't organize, like, <laughs> What my and... table does. Not what, yeah. If you've got a lot, yeah. My table. I, I, I've, I've seen them, al- <clears throat> them alphabetized. Mm. And that, there's no Sunday evening scotch. Mike Porter said, "Yeah, I think he's agreeing, saying what you were saying." But then he said, now, "Over time, there's so many exceptions to the rule now, you know, which it falls into your camp a little bit." I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go kind of go down the middle and say, you know what? They they matter to me very much. So, knowing that there are exceptions, because even though those exceptions start to create, and I know that logistically. 
a distillery up here can get its peat from down, sure. uh, barley from out. I, I know that in 2019, this can happen. But knowing so, knowing that this distillery up here is going to grab its barley from down here and its water from over here and it's going to dunnage over here and it's going to do all this stuff, I think they still try to produce a whiskey that fits the region profile. Uh, you're right. You're right. So when I, I, when I see right a too. bottle, and, I, and I'll see... So my flavor, I, my wheelhouse, is rich, bold whiskeys. <laughs> so the key, the key with that is, is when, when I go to, when I look at a, a bottle on the shelf, I see a Highland, I'm like, okay, probably not for me. Let's see if they have anything that may interest me. And if it's just like, oh, ex-bourbon, you know, whatever, I'm like, no, that's probably not going to be something that, that I really want. But if I see an Isla, I'll just say, okay, have they done anything to screw this up? You know just that I might not like it, so I guess to. You're, I'm, I'm it sounds like you're kind of. But you're, sounds like you're kind of going in this with your wheelhouse love in mind. I do because I I don't want a bottle that's just. Eh. I'm, I'm not going to pay seventy dollars so, for a bottle that I right, really am not interested. I think it's a different right, way right. of looking at it. But so there there are exceptions, as as pointed yeah. out, and and usually when the exception does happen, it's really. General, it's really broadcast. It's like, Absolutely. hey, this space side is producing a peated whiskey. We're gonna we're gonna blow it up so now, you see it exactly. That's exactly the point. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, I think Balvini tries to produce a scotch that fits the region profile. It does. It does. Time out, yeah. guys. I just want to say, S. Keel, welcome to the show, my friend. Yes. I just saw you said I, I did just too. found you guys I, a few days ago. I did too. I've been I've been, awesome. been watching you guys. Hey. Keep, keep up what you're doing. We just recorded one tonight. Thank you so much You'll for joining morning. us. I appreciate that. It goes a long way. Um, Somebody actually listened to join us on the live and Discord and all that cheers stuff. Cheers to We have two new patrons this right week as well. Uh, Captain um, 3D is on there. And I, actually, that's a yeah. good thing. Our, our Patreon love, man, you guys are the best. If you guys yeah. listen, I mean, Super Chats are great, but we would much rather you guys support us for like five bucks a month or whatever. I mean, yeah. it'd be great. Go join check us, us out. Pre, you know, we do a lot of extra things, show. but that goes a long way for us. So, so um, I, w- I wanted to point out Alan Ward, and I wanted to point him Ward. towards... Towards um, who are we talking to on the Discord in the pre-show that just bought that Four Roses? It was the Sill. It was the Sill, yeah. right? The Sill. Yeah. You need to talk to, to Alan yeah. Ward right now before you. He's you, in bed. Uh, Sill is. Yeah, he went. He oh, missed yeah. it. Uh, I'm gonna have to make sure. He Alan the Sill just bought a, a good 130, 140 dollar bottle of Four Roses. I think he's a big Four Roses fan, and I wanted him to at least meet you. I want to put you yeah. two together because. You are because you roses. are the four roses guy. You are the four roses fan, as far as I'm concerned. Um, anyway, let's let's wrap up our discussion on Isla. Let's let's, 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 <laughs> let's finish Isla. It is what it is. Regions are done. I wanted to see what it meant now that we've gone through the discussion point for the last five or six weeks or whatever. So, cool thing, cool topic. Yes, Maybe really cool. re- revisit yep. it again in a couple, you know, six months, a year, whatever. But it was a cool thing to do. Always looking for new ideas and new topics to talk yep. about that we can span over a period of time, you guys, and do research and figure this out and talk it through. So Yeah, we want more than just drinking booze and talking to you guys. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's pretty fun. <laughs> it's fun, too. But, <laughs> We're going to do so, that also. So speaking of the Patreon thing, we have, if you are a patron, we did the whiskey swap thing about a few weeks ago. Uh, we are finally uh, able to All say right. that I think next week at probably the, the last part of the week maybe we'll see what happens we're going to post on discord if you're on discord a weeknight next week to do a a skype meeting with you all that was part of the scotch club that we did and discuss that so we're going to put a vote on uh discord in a couple days to pick a night and we'll all jump on skype and do a video chat and talk about all the um yep yep all the whiskeys we shared which one ben reek 22 22 over. Back, no, back, left, back. Left, 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 left. You put it up oh, there, one. dork. <laughs> He's the one that says Ben Rick. I don't see it. I was trying to hide it. He definitely didn't. He looks right by an intentional. Drew has these four models up here. Private stash. Hey, There's Bob no H. Here. On my board. 18 21. Oh, pulling 18 and 21. Bob, you better hurry up and get back to the bar. This one's dying. Oh, man. So, hey, everybody, as Drew said, look. Look. be on the lookout oh. for... For uh, for the Scotch Swap discussion, um, I'm, it's going to be at least a week because I want one more opportunity to, to pound everybody about getting their their comments in the Word document. Um, even though I haven't put mine in there yet, but I will. Um, it is what it is. So 
we're gonna get this done. Um, we've taken some. There's one person I still don't know if he got his scotch or not. He, I know. Last I heard, he he was working with them. It sounded like it's on its way. So hopefully, it's by stuck next week somewhere we'll between awesome. here and customs, but kind oh, of yeah, waiting. Uh, there's James. Do it. Do it. We'll have my samples. samples by then. Great. Awesome. Thank you. Now we're <laughs> moving forward. So we're going to move forward. Full. Now the, the goal is we're going to put it out there for a vote, and we're going to see when the best time for everybody. Yeah. But it's going to be within the next two weeks, yep. and we're going to get it's it done. Probably going to be early afternoon because we have UK. So yeah. we have to do, figure yeah. out something like yeah, that. Yeah, we'll so, figure it out. You know what? I'm off of work for the next nine days after tomorrow, so we'll do it then. We'll figure it out. But uh, it's a government guys, holiday. Thank you, thank you, <laughs> PTO, thank you, thank baby. you, thank you, thank you all of you guys for your support each week, every week, putting up with us. Guys, it's nice to see all four of us together again. It's Cheers. Cheers. Happy Great to, to see all you new folks. Lana Lou just noticed you were in too. Lana Lou. Man, go figure. Why aren't you we're, on Discord? Yeah, why aren't you on our Discord channel? You need to get in there and chat with us. Um, but anyway, Don't great to see nothing. everybody. You guys. <laughs> see you guys next week. Great discussion over the last Cheers. six weeks. Cheers. Love you guys.